Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me yet again on the Divorce Collective podcast today. You're listening to me. I'm Danielle Young. I'm the Senior Associate here at Collective Family Law Group, and I'm going to do the third part of my contravention series. Uh, So part one was contravention. What is it? How do you apply for it? Part two was what's this thing called reasonable excuse? And part three, which is the one you can listen to right now, is just a little bit about the penalties to contravention applications. Um, It's going to be important, I'll say at the onset, before you file a contravention application, you need to consider the result that you actually want. If you don't want the other party punished, for example, fined or imprisoned, um, then you you can file um, or get legal advice about whether there's another avenue available for you. Um, you know, you've got family dispute resolutions, uh, you've got just letters um, to hopefully get things back on track. Uh, you've also got uh, whether an enforcement application is more applicable in your circumstances and things like that. So always get some legal advice. Um, okay, I've rabbited on in those last two podcasts that I just told you about how seriously the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia takes contraventions of orders of their court. If a contravention has been found by the court, then there are an, there are an array, oh, that was mouthful, there's a lot of different consequences that can be imposed on the parent contravening the orders. What will happen and how the, tra- how the court treats the contravention is, of course, a matter for the judicial officer that's deciding the matter. And there might be different sanctions depending on the severity of the contravention and whether or not a reasonable excuse was found to have existed or not. Um, So one of the things that a court can do is actually vary the order. They can vary the original order that was made um, and they can do that and make new orders um, and they can do that regardless of whether the contravention application was successful or not. If a court, however, is considering that action of varying the original order, then they must have regard to any parenting plan that might have come into effect since the order was made and they'll need to consider and determine if it's appropriate to vary the order to include some other provisions, including provisions of that parenting plan. Another penalty that the court could impose is ordering the parents to attend some form of program. That might be a post-separation parenting program. It might even be family counselling. The court could even consider ordering the parties to attend a family dispute resolution conference so that they can try and work through some of the issues and come up with a new arrangement that works for the family themselves. The court can also require a person who contravened the order to pay a bond. That's a sum of money that's paid and usually on a condition. So if you listened to my last podcast about reasonable excuse, I mentioned a case there where the mother was found to have breached the orders without reasonable excuse. Her penalty in that matter was to pay a $1,000 bond on the condition that she be of good behaviour for 12 months. Uh, what else can the court do? The court can make orders that provide for make-up time, so where time has been missed between a parent and a child due to the other parent's contravening of the orders. The court can order make-up time um, to make up for that missed time. 
If the applicant was not successful in establishing the contravention application, then the court can, and usually does, make orders for the applicant to pay the respondent's cost of defending the application. But that can also happen in reverse. So where they are successful, the court can make an order that the respondent pay the applicant's costs. Costs orders are a very um, real penalty that exists um, in the Federal Circuit Court and Family Court of Australia, especially with contravention applications. In some more serious breaches, the court can impose a community service term, a fine, or even a term of imprisonment. Yep, the court has sent people to jail for not complying with court orders. That's how serious these matters are. Of course, um, such matters are very significant um, contraventions or they might be um, a series of contraventions um, over and over again, repeated offenders, those sorts of matters. But under our legislation, it's a penalty that's available for the court to give. All right, I think I've covered the various penalties here. The picture I'm painting with these last three contravention series podcasts is that you should not take complying with an order as an option. It's not an option that you can elect to do or not do, depending how you feel. (laughs) If you feel that there is any reason you can't comply with the order of the court, then get legal advice. If there are serious safety concerns that have resulted in you contravening or or, or needing to contravene the orders, then get legal advice immediately. Don't just not comply forever and see how you go. Get advice about your options. Get advice whether you have reasonable excuse. Get advice about a pathway forward to resolve the issues at hand as quickly as possible to get things back on track. That's it. Another short, sweet, um, short one from me today. I hope that you got some value and information from this contravention series. Hopefully, I really do sincerely hope that you don't find yourself in a situation where non-compliance with a court order is an issue for you and your family. But if you do, reach out and let us help. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.